I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Rain again. Gavin was closing in. Oh, Gavin has scored! Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that to three! Hello and welcome to It's All Cobblers to Me, the podcast that provides the fans' point of view on all things Northampton Town Football Club. I'm Charles Commons, and some would say this is the greatest podcast in history. That someone is me. Plenty to talk about this week as the Cobblers win 2-0 against Burton Albion. We get your three-word reviews, dip into the post bag and hear all about NTFC Women's FA Cup exploits. I'm here with Cobblers fans Danny Brothers, Chesie Coleman and Neil Edgerton. Hello to you all. How are you? Hello. All good. Charles, all good. All good. Hello. It's a full house of podders once again. Uh, I can't remember who said, but but they absolutely love it when there's a full house. Someone said, I think that might have been on our Patreon Slack. This it was week. Adam, I think, on, on the Patreon. Adam. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I think he said it made his heart feel all warm and fuzzy. I know. If he actually knew us all, He'd that might be. Quite the opposite. <laughs> 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 uh, yes, it's, uh, it's lovely to uh, be back for another week of joy. It's also particularly lovely. Now, Obviously, there was the win, which makes us all in much higher spirits. Um, but there was some lovely stuff post-match, wasn't there? Danny, was. you particularly. Well, Chesie actually was really, really loving it. Um, Mark Leonard, did you see Mark Leonard's post-match interview with uh, the yeah, one, the only course. Tim Oglethorpe? Yeah. I did. Yeah, yeah. Of course, he had something very uh, amazing to say, didn't he? Should we, should we take a little listen? Yeah, definitely. I think someone said it was the best podcast yesterday. Um, Very close to that, I think. Some, I think someone said that it was the best podcast I've ever seen, and I think that person was me. So, but no, it was it was great. Thank you, Mark Leonard. There you go. Oh, thanks, Mark. That's lovely seal so, of approval from Mark Leonard. There, brilliant. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm enthralled. It's, did you? Uh, it's lovely. Did you also hear how much Tim Oglethorpe likes Mark Leonard's body? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. And uh, credit to Jake Sharp for making sure that that had been uh, clipped out at the end. Uh, Tim was very uh, embarrassed, wasn't he? Suitably so, I think. I, I particularly enjoyed the point where Tim said, uh, never play that again and immediately <laughs> straight away. back on air again. <laughs> did you uh, also joins. hear Tim Oglethorpe, Oglethorpe, Oglethorpe uh, um, getting dramatically carried away with the victory? Yeah, a little bit. And actually, this is a really good place to start because obviously... That's what I'm here this for. Is the, link is yeah. up, don't you worry. Fabulous, Neil. Reggie. Excellent, excellent job. Have a pay Reg, rise. Reggie Linker. Uh, <laughs> <Reggie> Linker. <laughs> the first thing that I thought while I was listening, especially to the post-match on Radio Northampton, was let's not get carried away. We get, we, we've been quite down in the dumps, haven't we, over the last few weeks? And last week especially, I think. 
And I don't just mean us. I mean, the, the fan base as a whole felt like it had been a bit down in the dumps. Certainly the, the vocal social media uh, sort of part of the fan base at the very least. And I immediately sort of went, and by the way, I'm not trying to downplay the win or anything like that or say it wasn't a good win. I just don't want us to go completely the other way now and be like, this is amazing, we're we're brilliant and it, everything's rosy again. Oh, um, that's my notes out the window there. Oh, sorry, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's thrown them. <laughs> he's actually thrown them. They're gone. Notes gone. Oh, he's all coming. <laughs> he's got Not loads. The cat, Danny, leave the cat oh, alone. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> I think last week we had a, a valid point in the fact that I think it was annoyance based out of frustration without the context of the league. I think the context of the league is quite crucial in this because if you take, for example, us and Exeter, two teams, um, fairly similar in terms of their journey through the Football League in the last decade, um, kind of to and fro between League One and League Two, I would argue. Now, we met at the end of September and we blew them away absolutely blew them away and they were second they're Mm. now 19th one place below us and so we talked about it early in the season in terms of placement and and expectation well actually for us we've probably found a bit of a ground as to where we think we should be at the moment and you've got teams around you who are probably starting to level out as well And so our expectation, because we started to beat teams that were higher up at the leagues at the beginning, I think we got a false sense of where we could potentially be. And now that started to even out a little bit. If you take people like Exeter and people like Stevenage, there's been a bit of a equilibrium found for those teams. And for us, it's probably just been a little bit of a wake up call for the fan base, not the, the actual club, I think. They've been handling things fairly well. I think we tend to be slightly more emotional and slightly more panic-stricken with every loss because that's what football fans naturally do. But I think Mm. we've found a ground now where we think, right, okay, so we are grinding out results. We're going to have to do that. Neil said it last week on the pod, and I think that came to fruition uh, yesterday in terms of we just need to be a little bit harder to beat and stay within our means, not get carried away. That's really, really important because actually this win is one and we need more than one win to steady what has been an uncertain ship currently. But actually in the grand scheme of things, I'm not concerned, but I'm not blown away either. I'm, I think we're just about where we need to be and, and, that, and that's fine. Yeah, I think that you can be, and, and Danny, I will allow you to, to be like this, You you can be happy with the win and take it in the isolation of that one game. But I don't think we should, yeah, we shouldn't get, what I mean is don't get carried away with, oh, now we're definitely going to finish mid-table and it's going to be completely, you know, almost a mundane season of mediocrity when, you know, it is just the one game out of, you know, the last, what was it, six that we'd not won in? Uh, I think before this game. So, I mean, it's just that, it's just that thing that let's look at the game in isolation and be really happy about the win. And because we should be, but let's not get carried away looking at the rest of the season in that, in that way. Um, and, and being like too happy, just the same as we shouldn't get too carried away and be too downbeat when we don't win. Um, I think it was fair last week that we were all, quite down over the fact that yet again we've got knocked out of the FA Cup at the first hurdle but that's fair but I don't want to necessarily now go and completely switch it you know from being miserable last week to now being ecstatic I know that that would be properly you know football fan-esque but I'm just a bit wary of it but talking about the game itself Danny I'll come to you now so that you can go and grab your notes back um but (laughs) Yeah, I, I, my, my, the one big thing that I kind of see thought when while I was watching the game was how much we actually seemed to be looking like we were playing more like we were last season. 
it wasn't as pass it around at the back. And, you know, although we've enjoyed that bit of, uh, you know, football play at the start of the season, I felt like it was, there was less of that and there was more just, let's get it forward at times. And it doesn't have to be all played across the back three or back four, whatever it is that the formation mm. had. There's um, just, just more did purpose. you notice that as well? Yeah, there's Danny? more purpose yeah, about more it, purpose, it? more purpose about the passing. And we've, we spoke last week about it being so slow and so drawn out, the attacks mm. and it not going anywhere. But this, there was a lot, and it was, we'll, we'll come on to it probably a bit later, but it was a lot of it was down to Jack Sowerby just setting the tone. Um, we've, we've played a lot yeah. this season with Mark Leonard in that Sowerby position where he played on Saturday where he gets the ball and he starts spraying it around but what Sowerby does as well is he's chasing balls down he's making mistakes come from the opposition and is is allowing Leonard to go up and do his thing further up the pitch which is great in itself but he sets the tone and he's he gives us just that sense of a comfort blanket and a sense of control of just like oh, Jack's in there it's going to be all right <laughs> it's because it's it's he's never <laughs> it's never kind of off his game and I don't think I've seen him off his game for for ages and he's, he's the sort of player like he'll give like a solid seven eight performance every week I think this was at more towards a nine on Saturday but he'll put it in and you won't necessarily notice what he's doing but off the ball he's doing some great stuff he's, he's harrying the, the the position but he's getting the attacks going as well and a lot of it was down to that one little change and we can't be that reliant on Jack Sowerby being in, in place to to perform every week but it just gave us that extra sense of a little bit more purpose and control over the attacks and when, when he got the ball it was it was quick term like, what can I do with it now it was a bit more like it in in terms of what we sit what we want to see it, you know it just gave us that, a, a real good yeah control over the game I thought there was three elements to it I think from from watching it is that because Sowerby was back what that did was unlock Leonard and then we had mm. Bowie back so it was a chain reaction, I think, through the whole formation. So you had building from the back whilst we've had to almost go crab-like, <laughs> kind of in a sideways, <laughs> um, uh, because we haven't had that key to unlock to go forward. So we've actually been able to have three bits of of a jigsaw, effectively. Mm. All right, go- Keith. I know. <laughs> going through the squad almost in a in a straight line towards the goal, which sounds... A little bit strange, but actually without that forward movement, what we were doing is we were becoming completely stuck either right at the defence or on the edge of the um, penalty box. And I'm just like, actually, we can do more when we've got those, particularly having Bowie and Sowerby back, but then having Leonard unlocked in the middle because they're back made such a difference. So yes, okay, we can argue that, you know, we can't, rely on one player but actually having the two unlocked the third player and therefore you've got three different elements of your play that you've lost for the last couple of games and again that's why Bowie sending off was was damning for us really yeah I, I'd agree with that and I think the fact that yeah we, we've missed the spine haven't we yeah I that's mean, what the I was spine to say still isn't line. fully back yet yeah. is it because yeah, obviously Guthrie's still injured and, and Burge but um it was interesting because it, it was. Would you have called it Neil a game of two halves on Saturday? Because I think you you were a little bit bored, weren't you? I think you said at half time it hadn't been <laughs> the most end. Well, there hadn't been a lot of end product from either sides in the first half. Chances had sort of come, but I don't think there was even a shot on target in the first half. I'll tell you why I was bored in the first half, Charles. Come on. <laughs> Please do. I was, I was sat next to Junior Sammons. Oh, no. You know all he was whittling on about? <laughs> Poor Matt. Poor Matt. Don't call the listeners out, Neil. Every time. <laughs> oh, there's Cole. Cole Stockton warming up, look. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Every so often, a little chant of, Coley! Coley! <laughs> Shut up, Matt. <laughs> um, the first half was... It, oh, more complaints. seriousness. <laughs> <laughs> Matt was lovely to sit next to, but he yawned a lot in the first time. In the first half, yeah. sorry, and so did I. It was a it was a dull first half, but it's possibly what we needed a little bit because we got into a bit of a habit of going behind pretty early, haven't we? So mm-hmm. it, it. I mean, my favourite thing about Saturday was essentially Brady has shown certainly to me. It was one of the the knocks or concerns I had about him was 
does he have the ability i wasn't sure if he did or he didn't to adapt and to change things because we were were trying to do the same thing we were trying to keep playing football and we didn't have the squad for it at that moment in time so then a lot of people have said before like we need to push leonard forward which was a pretty obvious thing to be doing um but obviously without sarabi in there you you can't do that necessarily because you need Mm -hmm. someone with mcwilliams so I, i think it all sort of everything that happened on saturday that brady decided to do and the tweaks and the changes it made sense and it was absolutely the right thing to do and i'm glad it worked for him um what was your original question game of two halves yeah because obviously the second half was where the action was really wasn't it i mean it takes a fantastic strike from mark leonard to open the scoring i mean i think it would be fair to say that when we came out for the second half we had definitely gone up a gear i felt and it looked like we were going to go more uh i, I think it, it almost felt like to me watching it that john brady's halftime team talk probably was something along the lines of look we're doing okay and we're getting into good areas we're having those final third what does he call them not injections entries, um, <clears throat> entries. penetrations yeah yeah i love it um but we need to get on the end and make make something of those um and so we we started to do that a little bit more but it still took you know mark leonard's strike from what was it about 20 yards 25 yards yeah, just outside the box, you know, and it was a great strike um, to open the scoring. But you could see straight away the confidence just lifted. And from then on, it was like, okay, yes, we've still got to stay tight. Burton still posed a little bit of a problem, not necessarily a threat, but they definitely had a little bit of something about them when they actually decided that they didn't want to just walk around like they were doing for most of it. I think that's what Dino Marmaria said, that they weren't Marmalade, quite yes. at the races. Yeah, Dino Marmalade, sorry. But yeah, I, I thought that as soon as that goal goes in, the confidence lifts. And it, it this is easy to say in hindsight, right? But it, it, it did genuinely, I thought, look like there was only one team that was going to go on now and win the game. I couldn't see Burton coming back into it. Yeah, I said at half-time... I don't. I don't want to say it too loudly, but I thought these lot are mm. here for the taking because they they were just awful for the entire game. And from that first, you said half, it pretty loudly. Yeah, I did say it to be quiet. Actually, you did, yeah, say, it quite I did say it to more people than I thought, you but there did. were. I felt like there were. <laughs> I just thought that you know, some teams you get a, a feel of, and you think, oh, you know, they can't be that bad second half. I looked at Burton and I thought they probably can be that bad second half. If that makes any sense, and. Like it baffled me as to where they were in the league and some of the some of the wins that have got like the beat Bristol Rovers four one, things like that. They've they've beaten some decent sides this season, and I just thought, where is that team? And they just look uh, lacking of energy and lacking of quality and and everything like that. And I just thought, if we don't win this game, it's going to feel like a real kind of couple of points dropped because they're just so poor. And I saw the chances yeah. there for us. And I, but yeah, like I said, as soon as we scored the first goal we looked completely in control of it. it we, we, I, I sat there in injury time, well, not injury time, but, you know, five, ten minutes left. Sometimes you're like, even you 2-0 up, you think, you know, maybe they'll get a goal, they'll nick one. You just thought, you know, didn't, didn't feel it at all. Until, until probably until the changes <laughs> happened in injury time. That's when I started to panic and that's when our defence just started to go all over the place. We just... <laughs> just old Johnny Legs came on. <laughs> Johnny Legs came on. And everything was just confusion and panic and suddenly we were just like, what the hell is going on? We're in such control. It was a period of fun though. <laughs> it was. It was a period of fun to be fair because we were quite comfortable sat there. I, I was even like yeah. sat back on my chair <laughs> thinking, oh, look, this is nice. It's a nice afternoon. Just um, inject a little bit <laughs> panic by throwing old jelly legs on there <laughs> oh goodness he just he just even when he does things effectively he looks panic stricken does that that's make what sense it is, yeah. like when you're yeah, watching as a spectator yeah, yeah, yeah. He's even not if bad, he's got everything a... under control <laughs> he, he made looks... a great block on saturday he made a genuinely it was a great block but he looked so confused by it <laughs> he's like, like afterwards time... he's like was i supposed to do that every time he gets the football he's like oh i'm a footballer yeah, <laughs> and I love yeah, him yeah. for it. I love him because he it it brings a lot of joy to my life watching him play football. Sometimes for the wrong reasons, but oh my god, he's yeah. a lot of fun, isn't he? He is. Yeah. Um, we I must mean, point I'd out. Rather... Hang on, 
Pause. We need to point out that we're talking about Mane Monte because we don't think we've read to actually name it. Oh, I'm pretty sure everybody knows who we're talking <laughs> yeah. about. I mean, oh, I, I would rather <laughs> I would rather someone like that be playing up front rather than centre back. If you're yeah. be him. <laughs> you'd rather him be an Ishmael Di Montagnac than a, a centre back, wouldn't you? But oh, dear. Do you and think I'm, he's, he's got is... like a bit of the Peter Crouches about him? Is that what you're trying to say? Guys? Yeah, I think he's you, all you might be right in that therefore... sense. Yeah, that's a good shout because you're like he doesn't look like he's going to do anything. He looks like he, he might fluff it sometimes, but it's actually for the most part it's in control. It's just the panic that he ensues mm-hmm. in, in in people. You remember think. Paolo one chop? Yes, yes, yeah. No one knew he what he was going to do. When so, he was a striker, yeah. he didn't know what he was doing. No. And it was great fun. Yeah, I always it's think a bit it's what a old bit Jenny like, Legs is like. It's a bit like you know when when you, when you're learning to drive. If any of us can remember what? back to when that actually this happened. But, <laughs> no, when you drive, you know, drive in circles. <laughs> you're not supposed <laughs> to. <laughs> my, my my driving instructor used to say that your job as the driver is to make sure that everybody in your car feels safe. So you have to make sure, don't do anything stupid. Like don't take a corner at a hundred miles an hour that makes somebody grip hold of the, uh, you know, their seat or anything like that. If other drivers out there do something, it's pretty much the same in that really what defenders should do is just be nice and calm and, and look, just clear it. If that's what it needs to be, just clear it. Because if you're like Monty is, then all you do is instill fear into the fan base. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like, a bit like when Billy Taylor come these. for a cross. Not just fear, there's, there's excitement too. Oh, anticipation. Anticipation, excitement. Yeah. What's going to happen next? Oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Can we have a word for Sam Hoskins? I know oh. we do it an oh. awful lot. Love him. But... He's up to eighth now in the top scorers for the football club rankings. It's unbelievable. Um, what an incredible, incredible shift that he put in as well. And I know that he's not necessarily the one that everybody sort of, you know, because we'll talk about that in a minute, but, you know, he's not necessarily the player that stood out above the rest of them, but his goal was taken so well. Oh. Oh, absolute lovely. beauty and the thing is you've now got opposition fans and you know obviously you know we've probably had managers and opposition players talking about him beforehand but opposition fans ed on the preview show um last week was literally like just don't give we the last thing that we want to do is give sam hoskins a sniff yeah, and the essentially, thing, that's what happened, and he scores. Yeah, the thing Game with Sam shit. Hoskins is that he can be, and I mean this with the greatest of respects, and I don't mean this in a derogatory way in terms of how he plays, but I think particularly in League One, it's been quite prevalent, is that he can be slightly anonymous in terms of actually he does everything on the ground really well, runs really well, makes some good moves, um, sets up decent passages of play, but he'll just come from nowhere he won't be tracked and he'll suddenly just put the ball in the net, like done. And it will mm. it will literally come from nowhere and it will just stop defences in their, in their tracks, literally. Mm. And, and that's what you need from him because actually in League One, he's going to get less time. We know that. Um, and that's okay. And he's not going to be in the game as much. We know that because we're playing at a much higher level. But actually, he can still unlock a game and get three points just with his skill because actually the confidence is so high at the moment that the skill comes with that it's the composure on saturday with that goal wasn't it it was like he he didn't take a swipe yeah. of it he didn't kind of smash it first time he just took it and that's that's not something that he used to do he would have just smashed that into rose ed when he in his first couple of seasons but it's got that knack composure of word. that composure of just mm waiting for your moment and finishing as well. When he gets in that position, you thought that's a goal. Um, and that's what he's added to his game. His left foot as well. His left foot, yeah. 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 We always said, didn't we, about, yeah. about Hoskins in the early days of the podcast when all of you were just doubting his ability. Um, if he adds a finishing product, <laughs> what, what can he be? You know, and, he, and he's proven himself. And a lot of pretty people... Sure, yeah, you're sure right. me and Charles were always very positive about him. Always positive about <laughs> sure. Mr. Hoskins. I think um, but, you'll find. But, really but, sure. but look, look at the list now that is... Is what is is joint eighth in the top scorers list, right? Is five mm-hmm. away from overtaking Tommy Fowler, um, <laughs> which is you say a name like that and you automatically Incredible. think you know Cobblers legends. You, you you run them off, don't you? Like Tommy Fowler, Frank Large, all this kind of thing. Jack English, 
and we're living through Ashley and Cork. it might not feel Ashley Corker, yeah. it might not feel it at the time but we're living through someone who's going to be spoken about in those terms in the in like 20 30 years time which is unbelievable for a player like Sam to to improve and to to work on and to to come into his own the way he has done over the last couple of seasons is incredible I mean what a story it's been and I think we won't really appreciate what we've got until he's moved on or had his testimonial or whatever um it, it's a special time to be to be watching it now and to, to be saying it about Sam is, is great. I love it. I think what makes it even more special is that the generation that we are looking back um, will remember it so fondly on the basis that he's defied absolutely every odd and most of the fan base um, in doing what he's done. Because you will always have your John Frames that score winning goals in big moments. Then they're great yeah. for the club. But what he's done is he's come from being sometimes at times the most hated player on the pitch to one of the greatest players in the club's history which is insane and he's had those big moments as well yeah 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 yeah, absolutely I mean I'm looking at the list of uh, the top 20 that we've got here and the thing is is that in in our lifetime the four of us on the pod um especially Chessie's lifetime being a bit younger than the the rest of us but yeah the baby of the pod um I mean Essentially, I'm looking at this list. So number one, Jack English, 143 goals from 321 appearances from 1947 to 1959. Catchable, catchable. Way before our time. Catchable, definitely. Love that. Um, Ted Bowen is number two, 1927 to 31. I'd I'd argue that there'd be very few people still alive to have witnessed any of Ted's goals. Uh, even less Melbourne, for William Melbourne Lockett. Cobbler, <laughs> Melbourne Cobbler will remember, yeah, definitely. Hi, Dale. Uh, William Lockett, 1914 to 1926 with 109. Uh, Frank Large is probably the the one that most of our listeners, in terms of those of us that uh, or those that are older than us, will remember at some point. He had three spells with the Cobblers between 1962 and 1972, scored 96 goals. Uh, Albert Dawes, uh, 1929 to 1933. Albert Lewis, 98, 1913. And then Tommy Fowler, who Danny mentioned before, 1946 to 1961. I mean, you then get to Sam, obviously joined in 2015. I mean, there's only actually another three, maybe four players on this list who I would imagine that listeners to the pod will remember uh, and that is Bayo, of course, got 74 over his two spells. Um, who else we got? Ian Benjamin, got 68 between 84 and 87. And then Rico is on 60, was on 63. Um, so everybody else, oh, you've got uh, a couple more, John Fairbrother and Paul Stratford, um, who people might remember as well. It's just great from me, from my point of view, to be seeing a player play for our club doing this being so high in those in those rankings in that list of goal scorers and we're getting to see him yeah like, exactly yeah we talk about jack english before and obviously none of us have ever seen a single goal because it's not even like there was you know a tv camera watching division 4 football or whatever it was we were playing in at the time so we've never even seen a jack english goal between the four of us yet we've seen probably all of Sam Hoskins' goals, either in the flesh, in the stadium, or on a highlight reel. In a way, we're privileged, right? Yep, very much so. Can he make it to 144, which would beat Jack English's top scoring record? What's he on now? 84. So he needs another 60, basically. Yeah. Four years. I mean... It feels unlikely, but you never know. You never oh, know. He, I mean, if he had 20 goals a season, last year, this year, next year, and the year after, he'd make it. He's going to gonna get to 100, up. surely. He's got 16 to go to 100. Maths with Danny, thank no, you. He'll get to 100. He'll get to 100. He'll get to 100. Yeah, he'll get to 100. That's something in itself, isn't it? Like to go, he'll go above Frank Large with that, yeah. which is nuts. It's, it's just it's unbelievable. <laughs> Imagine. But how do you reckon yeah, they'll they'll do that? Because you know when they get uh, when when the players make... An appearance. Do you remember where they used to put the balls into a, the formation of yeah. a number, or maybe they'll get a printed shirt and they'll stick it on one of those 
What what would you get? Neil, you're the football coach. What's the, what are those like? They're not mannequins, are they? Because they're they're like see through, or they're they're you know you can. They're like little metal. They're like sticks. wired, wired yeah. men. That's not I know big enough mean, yeah. for hundred goals. No, Come you know on. what they're going to do? They're, they'll drop hundred balls off the top of the lift tower. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on and talk about a couple of the other um, appearances. Um, Aaron McGowan needs needs oh, to be mentioned. What a legend! Because, oh, what a performance! Um, I think it's fair to say that we maybe didn't think that he was going to feature much this season, This season, having not featured so far, really, in League One, apart from a couple of cameos. And yet he came on, oh, well, I say came on, he started the game, of course. Um, fantastic game. Uh, for me, he was my man of the match. I know it got given to Mark Leonard, um, officially, but Aaron McGowan was just... Amazing. We we Chesy, you talked about needing a leader um in previous weeks. He was everything that we needed and had been missing while Guthrie's been out, right? Yeah, I think it was a very mature performance. A performance that I think maybe was needed to protect both the players in front of him, but also Max Thompson as well. That was really, really crucial. If I think back to massive occasions this season in terms of the Peterborough game we did a lot to protect him and get him over the line with a clean sheet, so to speak. And I think Aaron McGowan's work went a little bit unnoticed at times in previous occasions, but I would say that on Saturday he just came into his own. But one thing I really loved is that even when we'd scored, if you look at the Will Ulrich's um, brilliant from a different angle, when when the second one goes in, uh, Aaron is on the lino, in a respectful manner, by the way, on the lino saying, oh, yeah, this should have been given, this should have been given. And it's kind of that that need and want to protect the players around you and, and be vocal in terms of how you represent your players and making sure that you're looking after the people around you. That's really, really important. And yeah. it, it gives the younger players somebody to look up to, but it also gives them the protection that they need on big occasions. Mm. Mm. And by the way, can I point out, I know that it's a game against Burton Albion, which is a very much a normal League One game. But actually, this was a big game. If we'd have lost this Sixfield turns in a way that, that I don't think we'll recover from from a while. So this was important. Yeah. This was a big occasion. And that might well have been part of Brady's thinking in terms of he, like Brady needed a result, didn't he? You know, I'm not saying he was on edge or anything, but he needed a result going into your got two week break. Um, I mean, I think McGowan said something similar after the game, didn't he? But it's that type of character you need on the pitch who embodies the club and he'll fight for the balls. He'll, he'll pull his defenders into position. He'll get the crowd going just by doing a tackle. And we've been missing that. We've been missing that kind of passion. And I think it was a really clever move by Brady to put him in because he knows what he's going to get. He knows that he's got two weeks to <laughs> to get over it afterwards. So he's like, right, go out there as a, get 90 minutes and you can rest for two weeks. Um, but he'll, he's just does all the dogged work at the back and he just puts everyone in order and it just felt so secure and so in control. And that was a major part of it. And just the, the, the energy that he had and the, the leadership was fantastic at the weekend. And, you know, so, so happy to have him in there. I think Oddie Mayo has been decent, but we've, we have been lacking since Guthrie has been missing that leadership so go on yeah. I, I did enjoy his attempted rugby tackle as well near the end which is really just like he just ran out of <laughs> he gas got away with it, didn't he? he just completely ran out of gas his players gone around him and he's just died he's gone to take him out <laughs> he did get away with it a little bit he became he a little like... bit x-rated <laughs> <laughs> did, didn't it? Did, the lady did. sat near me and danny oh, she was excited <laughs> He'll yeah, do that to you as well. Excited yeah. as well. Look at his body. Look at she, his body. <laughs> she turned and gave us a wry little smile and a wink. Oh, hello. Uh, what did you do with uh, when Ali Koiki came on for his 22nd <laughs> cameo? Did, did you give him a little bit of a wave and a wink? <laughs> he was an important cameo. It was. Very, very important cameo. Very important. Is off the he bench. Sure things up. Made the, sure. way that, the way that he ran from the sideline to the left wing was perfection. And that was it. And then full time yep. whistle went. It's knee high. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, <laughs> the way he tied his boots up before he came on, just led by example, I thought. I don't and... know we, if we don't win that game if he doesn't come on. <laughs> Did James, uh, I, I presume here that James Hennigan gave him a, gave him a 10. No, because he's 
Henners is too serious. Too serious, yeah. Too serious. had gone home by that point. Maybe Henners, he'd already filed it. So it was too late. Yeah, yeah. Done. Just it. Done, dusted. Fair enough. But no, outstanding from the alley. Okay, well, look, that's it for part one. In part two, we'll read out your three word reviews. While you're listening to the ads, why not take a look at all the extra stuff you can get when you sign up to support the podcast at patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sign up now and get a seven day free trial to test it all out without paying a penny. We'll be back in a minute. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to It's All Cobblers to Me. Well, you've heard what we thought about the game, but what was your immediate reaction to the 2-0 win over Burton Albion? Uh, let's find out, shall we, with some of your three-word reviews. Um, insert Malcolm Jingle here when he's done it. Come on, Malcolm. Okay, three-word review time. We're going to start with a Burton Albion fan Ooh. this week. This is Ed, who was on the preview show on Friday, we've already mentioned how he uh, said about Sam Hoskins and making sure that we didn't give him a sniff. Well, his three-word review was simply, bloody Sam Hoskins, <laughs> which I enjoyed. Thank you very much, Ed. Also, big thank you to Ed for his lovely, kind words about the podcast after it was released on Friday. Thank you very much. It's very nice when we it great. I loved it. nice feedback. And it. also thank you to you. I think... Tony, Tony James earlier on, I think it was, um, on Sunday, TJ. said some uh, rather nice things about us being uh, a really good podcast. So thank you very much for everybody that listens, of course. Um, Three-word reviews, anyway. Um, Thomas B. Sampson, real class performance. Stephen Tomlin, great team effort. Sir Penny said McGowan, Sowerby, Bowie. Yes, the spine uh, was back for that, which was lovely. The Autumn Cobbler said so much better. Liz McGowan, a leader. Mike Fuller, we're staying up. Oh, come on, Mike. We, 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 come on. Uh, Jonathan Hillier, back on track. Karen said we needed that. Tara was enjoying Leonard's class. Uh, Keely Townsend said superb second half. Winning ways return, says Carl. Uh, Graham Treadwell, a lot better. Um, Justin Wally said the belief returns. Uh, McGowan is skipper. Said uh, Heidi, uh, Patrick, Bowie, Leonard, Spearhead. Oh, nice. Like um, Adam Treen. I like this one. Leonard, Scottish Messi. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, Emin in Turkey said, stealing Burton's breweries, <laughs> which I enjoyed um, immensely. Um, Carlin that said, should be how it works. Thompson quality. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be fantastic if that's how it worked? So say if they'd beaten us, right? Yeah. they got all the cobblers. <laughs> right, I see what you mean. They get churches. They get churches. churches. Yeah. 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 We get <laughs> we, we, we get Carling cause yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> How good would that be? That would be funny. Uh, Mark Josiah <laughs> said front foot football, which I think that's what we were sort of meaning at the beginning of the pod, wasn't it? That there was much more purpose to the game. Yeah. Uh, David said trust in Brady. Gavin, we needed that. There's a lot of. Like like these from um, Buchero, more like it. We had a few of those as well. Um, Tom Foster, Pinnock out wide, yes. Yeah, that works really well. Uh, I mean, I'm not being funny, but I think every single Cobblers fan has said this for the past year. He's more right? effective. He's more effective out wide than he is as a number 10. And yet again, there you go. And I, he, I think he has a better game as well. Um, 
Neil, can you explain this one to me, please? I'll try, mate. Go for it. Uh, you said lemmings, oh. <laughs> swass, zool. <laughs> Oh, it's three of my favourite games I used to play on my Amiga 500 Plus. Yeah, oh, yeah. right. Okay, fine. Good. No idea what you were going on. I yeah, fine. Got I got it. I was on there. What's SWOS? Yeah. Sensible World of Soccer. Soccer. Uh, of course it is. Bloody Swass. Nora. Goldscoring Superstar Hero. Yeah. yeah. Can I just bring you back on something, Neil, as well? You know, you know you're talking about us getting, um, getting the stuff of whoever we beat. Like we were getting the brewery. It's like we win the brewery. Can I please put in a plea to the club to never play, just in case, Deportivo Wanker? (laughs) Next year's pre-season tour. (laughs) I really hope that happens now. (laughs) Or if we play FC Santa Claus, get them all in. Oh, we get get all all the the Santas. (laughs) Rob Duncan, I like these ones. Droopy Brewers Bost. Oh, nice. Droopy. They were quite droopy, actually. Uh, droopy. Yeah, apart from um, Dino Marmalade's dress down Friday attire, that wasn't that droopy. I enjoyed it. <laughs> no, it wasn't, was it? Yeah. No, you said we <laughs> enjoyed it. Dress, like down, eating, dress down Dino. I love the way that Danny yeah. goes to the football, and obviously he's looking forward to the game, but the things that Danny will notice more than anybody else, it's, it's incredible. I love it. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Um Kat's got a question for Go us all. Uh, Danny, I'll, 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 I'll come to you for this. Kat's mum yep. for Home Secretary. Do we return? Do we return? Do we return? Obviously missed the match. Obviously missed the match. Oh, right, okay. Kat right, and her um, mum. Um, so where are they? Do you know where they are? I don't. It's a three-word review, and Kat has been very, very good and obeyed return? the rules. I mean, no context it's quite whatsoever. a long time. It's like two weeks till the next match, if you don't count the, the Vroom Vroom Vars. Tuesday night. Yeah, um, we're not counting the Vroom Vroom Vars. No. Um, I think they should come back and then on the Friday before the next game pop off again. Mm-hmm. Just because it's a okay, bit long, right. isn't it? It's Good. a bit long, a bit of a long break to bit long. get back. Okay. Alan Pestle said, Mark of class. Um, Mark Crelly said, much needed response, which completely agree with. David Rutt said, a great response. Uh, I completely agree with all of those ones. It's nice that these are so positive uh martin pell said mark leonard outstanding um and then just to end uh with uh the one that we always end with chris says 19th stays up yes chris there we go thank you very much for your three word reviews um you can get them uh give them to us sorry on twitter after every match i'll put a tweet out asking for them just reply very easy at cobblers to me there was a, another big important thing that happened on Saturday before the game. The community pitch was opened. Um, it looks amazing. I mean, I've not, I've yet to see it in person, but just looking at the photos of it, it, it does looks, look swish. I just love the fact. I thought, don't get me wrong, and I'm not trying to put any a downer on this whatsoever. I thought at the time, oh, it's just going to be, you know, a bit like a. What what I can't remember what they call them, but you know where you get them in public parks where they're like no, the ones you know, the basketball game arena well. things yeah. that you you know can play football, basketballs and, and stuff like a mugger. that. A mugger, that's <laughs> the word. Thank you. Yeah. Multi use game <laughs> oh, right. arena. <laughs> well you that's said it. you yeah. find them in local <laughs> parks. Yeah. 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 You do get them in parks <laughs> you do as well. Get them in parks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was just gonna look like, you know, one of those, but actually a claret floor Brilliant. with the club badge in yeah. the centre circle. Yeah. It's amazing. It's floodlights. Floodlights, yeah. Seats oh. outside, little benches outside there is as well. You know, sit there with it's your there. sit there with your Babs coffee and have a have a little drink while you're watching. There's I mean well, all the possibilities as well. Because we're already <laughs> thinking we're already thinking pod versus club in a five-a-side match yes absolutely sort. oh without question really yeah. want to get that in really want, yeah but can we caveat it yeah we want to we get to choose the, we get to choose the club staff <laughs> yeah and we'll have rico thanks can we, can, <laughs> we have, can we have old jelly legs just for the fun oh yes just for the fun we, just for the we fun we can have a little we can have a little round robin we can also include the local media yeah oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Could be a media yeah. media oh. versus what, henna's henna's yeah. sharp and ogle who else is there um, Walton. Casey. Walton. Casey. Casey, yeah, Casey. Yeah, oh, Walton. he's referee it, surely. Walton. Get Pete Walton, Walton to referee, referee it. Yeah, yeah, you go. That's, that's three teams already. There we go. Yeah. 
This is going to be exceptional. Anyway, let's not talk about any more of that because we've got a question, I think, in the post bag, which we'll come to uh, in a little bit, uh, which is going to be lots of fun. Tim Breaker. Time for another break. When we return, we'll dip into the post bag. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to It's All Cobblers to Me. It's time for the post bag. To the post, to the post. Get your comments and thoughts to the post. We're ready and willing to read out your scribbling. So get them all into the post, to the post, to the post. Get your comments and thoughts to the post. Put pen to the paper. Do it sooner, not later. And get it all into the post. Get it in. Postbag time, you say, Charles. Mm. We've got a, a relatively lengthy one from Malcolm Butler. Oh, love a lengthy one, don't you, Neil? My favourite types of ones, yes. Um... Way back in June, when the fixture list was released, next weekend leapt out. Not only was it an away day in the nation's capital, Charlton, but it coincided with my eldest grandson's birthday and my weekend off. Plans were made and yours truly and Nathan, grandson, were off to the valley. Sadly, international commitments have scuppered our plans. So I've gone and got the cobbler's time machine out of the shed. And next Saturday, me and Nathan can go to any league match in the past. But here's the catch. An away match at Charlton in mid-November is not season-defining. So which game in your cobbler's supporting history upon which nothing hung on are you going to? For the record, oh, that's a question. Nathan and I are off to Leeds Road, Huddersfield on February the 18th, 1989. A 2-1 win with Paul Culpin and Dave Gilbert penalty securing the points. All the best, Malcolm. What's oh, a really question. good question. A, so, so it can't be season-defining, but it's a game that stands out. Is that right? That you want to go back yeah, to and enjoy not, all over again. Anything, like, yeah, can't, can't like have anything anything. Like, like dagging them away as. Yeah. Or, or, or cup games, I'm going to get. Yeah, tied, it has to be a, yeah. Bit yeah. Of a, a normal league game with, apart from three points being on the line, yeah. that's it, really. I've got one. I've got one as oh, well. Okay, cool. one. On, on a personal God, level, for those of you that, that won't have known, I went to my first Cobblers game when I was about four or five. It was the Grimsby game, uh, the playoff loss. And for mm. some reason, I was hooked. Ridiculous. I don't know why. But anyway, it took a further eight seasons for me to see oh, yes. the Cobblers score. And it was a random game against Cheltenham. Um, and we should have won it 2-1, but the ref didn't give the second goal because he didn't think it had crossed the line. But it had. But it didn't matter because I'd seen the first goal. And it was... I can't even remember who scored it. It was so insignificant in the grand scheme of things, but I'd waited so long <laughs> to see him score. And I just, it was brilliant. It was a great moment. And Sean was saying to me, did you see it go over the line? I'm like, yeah, I did. Because I was quite small still at the time. <laughs> and um, yeah, so it was completely insignificant to everybody else. But to me, it was great because it was the first time I'd seen him, seen him score, which was nice. Danny, what would yours be? I've, I've, um, the first thing that came to my mind was, I'm going to pluck the date from thin air, 25th of January, 1997, uh, snow surrounding the pitch. Snow had been cleared of oh, the pitch by fans. Oh, I know where you're hey, going. Yeah. There we go. The call comes out on tele, on teletext. Any Cobblers fans want to come and clear the pitch? <laughs> on teletext. On teletext. The phone, the phone trees are going mad. All the fans get get down there to Sixfields, clear the pitch. Snow, snow's off the pitch. There's resting by the side. There's a little, little mound in front of the north stand. Neil Grayson, 44-minute goal. Neil Grayson, 45-minute goal. Half-time, cup of tea. Oranges. Ian Atkins, Oranges. cup of tea. Back they come. Three minutes after half-time, 
Larry, goal, hat-trick, dives in the snow to celebrate. Lovely old time. Noel's house party's on the TV in the evening. Gladiators is coming on. <laughs> Fish and chips on the go. It's a Saturday afternoon in January. It's a Saturday evening coming up. Everything's rosy. Cobblers are going up. E-I-E-I-E-I-O. E-I-E-I snow, maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Oh, that's just, a good one, just Danny. Like lovely memories of just coming back from a 3-0 win in the freezing cold to a glorious, glorious night and just being in love with football. And that, that's, that's the season that did it and that's one of the games that stands out. There we go. I, I'm going to go um, to the 27th of March, 2004. Oh, go on. Oh, yes. I remember yes. this one. Up in Macclesfield. Oh, yeah. Somebody scored all four goals. Oh, yeah, yes, yes. yeah. What a game! Just because he's just because Rico scored all four goals, it's brilliant. <laughs> that and had he not scored a, before yeah. then, or he scored one before then, or something, it, it, it hit the crossbar about eighty-seven like... times, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Including against Man United, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 he did, didn't he? Um, yeah, and that was yeah, it was just one of those games. I enjoyed being there at the time, and I would like to experience it again. I literally I'll watched that what, game that on teletext. Fantastic, fantastic game. I can I, I I I'm gonna go to a game that I didn't get the chance to go to the first time around. Um so I'm gonna go back to de- to December two thousand and fifteen. Oh nice. Kenilworth Road. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh, yeah. oh that was a corker. Four three, cobblers win and that free kick. Oh just yeah. oh. 4-3 win, and it was a game I couldn't go to because of it being, uh, mainly because of the fact that I'd have been home looking after child, not being able to go to many games, I don't think, back then. Um, it was it was more, I, I, I did the whole glory thing. As soon as it looked like we were definitely on the way, I then made sure that I went to as many as I could. But this was just kind of at the start of the turn, wasn't it? The Luton game, really. Um, was it? Was it, was the Plymouth game before, or was it? Uh, it was afterwards, wasn't it? Where we yeah, went seventh of January. Think. That yeah. was yeah. two thousand five hundred fans went down there. It was nuts. That's yeah. when Jordan and me looked at each other and went, "Oh my god, something's yeah, happening." I went to that. Yeah, I yeah. The, the Luton game for me. We probably me, saw each that's... other, Jeffy. <laughs> yeah, we probably didn't even know. You no, know, we wouldn't know each other yeah. at that point, would we? Yeah. Yeah, so I'd be going back to that Luton game. I think yeah. that'd be amazing. That Luton that game season, as well. There were so many. Yeah, yeah there's there loads. so many. The Orient game that season. I can't think of that Luton game without thinking of dear old Rob Dunkley as well. Just that. That's yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, sorely missed. Got one from Lewis on the Slack, which is a lovely question. Go on, Lewis. Mm. Uh, in a, it's all cobblers to me. Five a side team where the four of us obviously are already already starters. So already there, yeah. Space. Mm-hmm. Which, which current or former player from the Cobblers are you selecting as the fifth member? Brilliant question. Who's the fifth member? So there's only one. He does say two substitutes allowed as well, but we'll be here all day otherwise. So we'll just go with the fifth choice. Should we? Should we first of all decide where we would like to play? Yeah, that's sensible. so that we can then yeah. decide. Well, which position do we need? That makes sense. That is why you well, can't really Charles. play football. So. <laughs> I can't play yep. football, so anywhere you like for me, it's okay, going to fail. Neil, where where would you put yourself? I'm, I'm thinking marauding midfield winger. Yeah, Neil needs to be the energy. I'd, I I'd be, I'd be a, a centre midfielder. That's right. Yeah, I was centre midfielder. I feel like okay. Jeffy needs to go up front because that's you know if she's saying she can't play football, I mean not nor can any of us. I can't. I'm I feel like terrible. she's the less less dangerous. I feel like you've got a knack as well, Jeffy, for for just nipping it in there. You just pop we up. We haven't with got a goalie. I'll go and goal. I could Do we go with a goalie then? I'll be in goal. Should we get a goalie? Let's get a goalie. Oh, come on. I think you and Charles could form a formidable defensive partnership. Yeah, and I could be up front and just hope for the best. Yeah, we'll hoof it up to you, Jeffy. So we need a keeper. Who would we have in goal? (laughs) Who would we go for in goal? I I mean, mean, was it current or former? Yeah, current current or former. former. You know where I'm going with this. Go on, go on. I reckon we might be going for the same person here. <laughs> I'm going for have someone we, who's Daddy, recently... have you met this person? I don't think so, no. Oh, okay. It's I mean, it would have been a, a meeting of minds, to say the least, if I did. Um, okay. Recently departed the Cobblers in the summer. Uh, played against us at Wembley. <laughs> little played against little the, Johnny Max Little Johnny Max did. Little Johnny Max Imagine. I think it'd be brilliant if I ever saw I feel goal. like we'd have problems keeping him in goal. <laughs> <laughs> 
They'd be I flying was... out all the time. Oh, no, no. Come on, I, I... <laughs> look, there's only one option, surely. For a five aside, pit the goals are the goals are smaller, right? Oh yeah. Uh, Charles, yeah, you're not about to I'm go Woody. 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 I, yeah. I love the fact that you knew that straight away. Let's get Woody <laughs> in. Woody. Woody would be amazing. What a I five aside team we would have. The after drinks would be great as well. Just for that matter alone. Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think I'd go Alex O'Reilly. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, what about the, the fellow who'd saved two penalties? Neil Kitson. Get him in there. Yeah. Yes. I was trying to think of someone who looks USA. like he might be relatively sort of fit as well. Are you saying Woody's not relatively fit? <laughs> Woody's had his time as being, but, being fit, hasn't he? But Woody yeah, can manage true. us as well. He can be player manager because he's got, you know. He could, but Fine. he might bring Gareth Southgate down to do that for a laugh. Yeah, take a look at us. <laughs> but if we get if we get, get a keeper that's fit, in. then okay. when we're all struggling, we can take it in turns in goal. Okay, <laughs> I will um, see what you mean. Yeah, Keith Welch. No, okay. Yeah, we're like, uh, I need a breather. Come on, Alex, get out there. Okay, all right then. I mean, you um, know, you know, people like, that um, like this have aged as well, right? You know, they're not still in that physical peak as we remember them. Brilliant. Next up, Tom Chiswell, like this one. Me me and my mates in the North Stand have affectionately nicknamed Manny Monte Bico, as we think he is like a fridge freezer with legs. <laughs> you or any of the other podcasters have any strange nicknames for any of the cobblers squad? Basically, all, all of them. Let me tell you, Tom. All of them. Yes, yes, we do. <laughs> yes, yeah. we do. All of them. Where all would you them. like us to start? All of them. Let's start from the goalkeeper and work our way out. <laughs> I mean, Bird, just Bird on Jones. Saturday, we were suggesting that, that Manny Monte should be Jeffy's Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were. <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten every, about that. Every, every year, by the way, just to give it context for any new listeners, every year, Jeffy puts, instead of a star or an angel on the top of her Christmas tree, she puts a cobbler's player and i don't mean the actual player she just <laughs> prints out a photo and sticks that to incredible us. every year but who's got jeffy <laughs> this year oh it's your turn <laughs> get up there yeah, Tyrese. last year was it was it was it sam last it year was sam last remember, year yeah. yeah and then the year before it was the king um yeah. and it was john joe many years ago well there you go i mean you've already you've already mentioned one ali koiki is the king the king koiki Obviously, Louis Appare is the Labrador. Oh, he would, oh. Louis there. would be a lovely addition to the top of that tree, Jeffy. Can you imagine his little face on the top of the tree? <laughs> He'd be a good boy up there. Get up there, go on. He might start chasing <laughs> some of the leaves around, though. So. Uh, any others? I mean, Jack Salby's the crab. The crab. Yeah, but then the crab. that's, a, yeah. that's a, a club thing as well, isn't it? Yeah. It's not just us. Azamagaza. Yeah. Azamagaza. Yeah. Monty is obviously old jelly legs. Old jelly legs. Old jelly legs. Um, um, who there. else is there? Um, Burge. Burge and Old. Mitch and Old. Mitch and Old Pinnock. Mitch and Old Pinnock, yeah. Quite a few we've got. Uh, we? It's evolving all the time as well, the list. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it never change. stands still. Never stands yeah. still. It does change. Yeah. Final one we've got is uh, from uh, Junior Salmons. Uh, Dear Neil. Should the cobblers sign Cole Stockton in January? <laughs> Not on his performance on Saturday. Get him in there. Going by Saturday, Matt. No, he had a lovely he time. Over, didn't he? he cleared the North Stand. <laughs> he did, didn't he? Yeah. he did. That was funny. And he didn't he send a P roller through? He did send a P roller through as well. Yeah, and he showed his butt to the West Stand. So nice. But Get that him was in. Potentially just for Matt. We're not sure. <laughs> uh, that is your post bag empty. Get your questions into the bag, podcast at cobblers2me.com or find us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Uh, lovely stuff. Thank you very much, Neil. Lovely post bag, that. Uh, Danny Hello. was at the Fernabau. I was. On Sunday. Um, yeah. The Fernabau being Fernifield. There's another nickname that we've created, cobblers related. Uh, Fernifield is known as the Fernabau. To watch NTFC women in the FA Cup first round they were playing Ipswich Danny Ipswich as uh, old Ipswich yes they were Ipswich um, do you want to know what happened how did it go I mean the result wasn't great was it lost 6-0 but I think in situations like this you're playing a team no. 
we're playing a team from a higher level, a league above us, plus not just that, they're battling for promotion from that league into the championship, which is different level altogether. So I think when you have games like this, you've got to look at what you did do well and how we fought. And I thought we all afternoon we fought really well. We played with a lot of pride on the day. And it's easy to say after the game, oh, you know, you battled, you played with pride. But they genuinely did work so hard and they didn't stop playing. They didn't give up. They kept on playing the way they wanted to play. And I thought we gave them a, a a, a battle at least there's and but Ipswich just had that quality there's there's they're just a level above the class above for them um and there's no disgrace to lose to it sort of at all because they're, they're just they're just so much better in terms of footballers and technique technique and they're you know they've got professional players on their books one of the players um Sophie Peskett on the right hand side so impressive all afternoon she was skillful she was direct she was creating chances did a bit of research after the game and she was their first ever professional player and that was three years ago so that's that shows the kind of level that we're playing against on Sunday that they've got they started going professional it might be signing players to professional contracts um back in 2021 back in 2021 <laughs> um and, and uh, you know they've just got that little bit of extra about them but you know it was it was a good game it was enjoyable to watch a team like that and for, to see us compete against teams like that because in the past we have tended to to some to sit back and not impose our game on them but it was really good to see us compete um, I will say though, Charles, you'll enjoy this. Ipswich fans mm. packing out the Fernabal they were. There's a, there's a good good split, I'd say, oh. of Ipswich and Cobblers fans. Well, there's I, a lot is that them. what I would enjoy? No, you'd enjoy the one that brought a drum. Okay. Charles. One of them. Oh, what? Oh. Every time Kate oh. McLean went to kick the ball. What, what did they, they do? Would, did they play yeah. Seven Nation Army on it? No, or? every time Kate McLean went to kick it, goal kick, free kick, anything, any time it came back to her to kick it, they were just like drumming it. And trying to put her off, so it's not even yeah. a good drummer. It's just a stupid drummer. Get out, slug. Um, it's the worst kind of drummer. Though. Worst kind of drummer slug is the worst kind of drummer, I'd think. Um, drummer slug. Drummer slug. But we like we could have taken the lead. Like Jay Bell went early on, shot over the Ipswich, just came back into it and started to settle down a bit. But I think if we had scored that first goal, it might have been a bit more interesting. But Ipswich, just as soon as they scored that first goal, you you saw them take control. You saw them you know, come into their own, come into their stride a bit and start playing the way that they want to play and just impose it on us. And it was, it just, they just were more clinical and stuff. Um, but no, generally, I just really enjoyed that afternoon, even though we lost 6-0. It sounds weird, but it was just, you know, you want to see a, a team putting on the cobbler shirt playing with pride and we did just that and they get, they gave everything for it. So, you know, fair play to them and fair play to them to, to keeping on going right to the end of the game. That enjoyable, enjoyable watch for sure. Probably the, one of the weirdest things to say after 6-0, but I did enjoy it, weirdly enough. I was going to say, because you, you were obviously messaging throughout uh, the game while you were there and... It it didn't sound like you were ever sort of downbeat over it or anything like that, and no, maybe that is partly because of the fact that Ipswich are a level above, and therefore you you not that you expect to go to a game and watch a defeat happen, but you know you you're a little bit more inclined to sort of go well. Thought this was a possibility, yeah, and, and some of the moves happen. and the passing moves I mean, and stuff. It, it that, sounds like we gave a good account to ourselves. Yeah, yeah, like some of the passing and moving and everything was just ridiculous. Themselves, the way they got around us. So it was, it's easy to accept that. It was just you then just look at what we're bringing to the performance. It wasn't a capitulation. It wasn't a six nil game. It wasn't. You know, we didn't collapse or anything. And, and we, just, we we made chances. We had efforts on goal. We could easily have scored. We had. Um, I think who was it? Was it Leila Chanel? I think or Chanel Channel. I think her name is. Um, she got, you know, it's one of those ones where the keeper comes out and she she saw her stranded and she tried to lob her and it was, so there's a few chances that we had, but it just wasn't quite going in for us. And I just wish we'd have got that goal just to round off the afternoon a little bit. Um, but enjoy, but just annoying, isn't it? When we play a team like that in the first round, you just want to get through a couple of rounds against sort of what, what lower league teams and stuff and then get your big game. But no, good experience for them, I'm sure. Gives us a bit of perspective though, doesn't it? Because if you yeah. think of in terms of the the evolution of what Ipswich have, that's the evolution and the the progression we're looking for long-term. Mm-hmm. So actually it gives us a bit of a, a marking point of where we need to go. Yeah, 100%. And that, that's how, you know, that's how good you're going to be. It's a, it's quite a way to go. But, it, you know, on and off the pitch, I'd say that is. It's just the amount of backing that they get from the club of, of Ipswich and stuff. So there, there is a, long, a lot to do. But... Good experience and I think good as well just to see the, the Fernabao packed. I think it was 289 there at the weekends and just from both sides, like I say, just if you take away the fact that we've lost to them and, you know, they're whatever, you don't want to lose. But 
looking around the pitch and seeing a good mix of Ipswich and Cobblers fans show just how much the women's game is growing and the interest in it is growing. The fact that you've got loads of away fans there at the Fernabell. Yeah. It's ju- it was just yeah, a really nice sight before the game and just to, to mix with some of their some of their fans. It was nice to mix with during the game, I'll say, um, and just to have a chat to about each other's seasons and just really, really nice atmosphere again. So, yeah, it just I think it sets us up well to the season. It's, I don't think it's going to be one that hits us and like, throws our league form off or anything like that. It should because no. because it was just a, a decent performance all around. I thought. Yeah, and uh, a new signing was announced before the match yes. as well. Paris Mallon. That's Mallon, yeah. Signing on. Uh, a winger. Winger. Uh, formerly of Nottingham Forest. Yeah. Seems like um, a good signing. So that's, maybe that's a bit of a coup. Yes. Yeah. Get him in. Sounds like a great signing. Was she in the match day squad? I, I yeah, yeah, she's in the squad. She didn't get on a day. See, actually. Think. She, Can't, she was. No, she didn't fine. come on. Yeah. Um, but no. Yeah, but it'd be good to see. So uh, good to see when she gets uh, uh, oh, make her debut on that next as well, to Russian Diamonds. On that as well, mm. by the way. Uh, yeah. There was a debut. Jess Evans made a debut. She's um, a midfielder. Oh, of course. Really, really fitted in well. I thought she had a really good shift. Played well the entire game. Won some cracking tackles as well in there. It's it's a little bit of bite that we need, I think, as well. And that she really put a, mm. a good good, eff- good bit of um, battling ability in there. And she'll, she, she definitely adds to that midfield. So good to see that and good good performance from her as well. Uh, the development squad won 6-2 away to Newport Pagnell Town in the East Midlands Women's Regional Football League Division 1 South today. <gasps> there you go. I've managed to get it all in. Uh, Kitty Crouch, Ona Nadefo and Alex Bartlett all scored braces. Yeah, braces. Which is uh, lovely to hear. Um, okay, lovely stuff. Thank you very much, uh, the three of you, for coming along. One point of order, Charles. Oh. Being here. A point of what, order uh... from Mr. Edgerton. Got a new fan. New fan? Yeah. All right. On the Twitter, I was just scrolling. No, not scrolling, scrolling, sorry. <laughs> Jim, o- Jim O'Brien tweeted the football club. Jim O'Brien. I was visiting Northampton from Ireland for a family occasion on Saturday. On, a Jim. group of us went to see the Cobblers game. Great atmosphere, friendly staff everywhere, and a cracking second half. Thanks to all, my new favourite English team. Hashtag Sean. Go on, Jim. Go on. Love that. Jim. Get it in yeah. there. Come on, Jimbo. While we're at it as well, Martin, I forgot to mention him last week. Martin from the um, women's game last week um, popped, uh, spoke to me at halftime. He had a lovely chat with Martin. He's only been following the Cobblers a couple of years since he moved here. So um, another new fan. So and good to see him. And thanks to everything oh. everything you said about the pod as well, Martin. So, yeah, love a good new fan. Love a new fan. Anyone else? There we go. Anyone else new? If you're new, let us know. <laughs> let us know. Absolutely. That is it for this week. Thank you very much for listening if you want more from us you can get it all you need to do is join our patreon patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me you can listen to our weekly podcast all about the rest of league one and chat about fellow cobblers fans uh, in our community on slack patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me uh, to sign up for a seven day free trial for now though goodbye see ya pips There's the cup, there's the pictures you'll see on tomorrow's back pages. The Cobblers are going through into Division 1. Bring them on because we deserve it. Sports Social Podcast Network. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon.